Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Rafael Hernandez and you are listening to Believe in Barcelona. So yeah guys, it it is with huge pain in my heart, no other way to describe it, that I record this podcast. I'm still not over it, I don't think that I'm going to be over it anytime soon and I must admit that the initial shock just didn't get to me, it only kind of, the pain only just dropped now I think. Um, it's just really painful, so I apologize for not for not having too much enthusiasm today. But as usual, bringing you my honest opinion and the facts only too, to help you understand better the situation surrounding Barcelona, which I think it's more important than ever. So, of course, Messi has announced his departure from the club. And it came as a huge shock because it was out of nowhere. And I want to begin with this by saying that I think Laporta's biggest mistake was building up on the expectations that Messi was staying. The moment that he became officially the Barcelona president, he kept giving more and more signals that Messi was staying. And this came from Messi's interest too. But the point is, he gave us all of the hope in the world and of course that ended up not happening. And I think that the hope that we had, uh, the honestly I thought that Messi was, was done, Messi was going to stay the moment that Laporta was elected. I simply had no doubt about that and I said it many times including here in this podcast and the way that it happened. I think it just made it more upsetting. It was a little bit like Anfield, you know, winning 3-0 at the Camp Nou and then losing by four goals at Anfield, yeah. So it's the it's the hope that kills, you know, that it's, it's what makes everything a lot more harder to digest, if I'm honest. Yeah, the biggest mistake was Laporta. I wouldn't say that he promised that Messi will stay. He never said it out loud. Messi will stay if I'm elected president. But it was all the signs and the way that it ended was simply calamitous. It came out of nowhere. It was Marca, a Madrid-based newspaper that broke the news. There were many aggravating things about this and... When it happened, I really thought that there was a possibility that something behind the scenes had happened. It was the first thing that came to mind, honestly, that maybe maybe Messi's father asked for more money or Laporta tried to, tried to lower Messi's wages even more at the table, at the negotiating table, but it simply wasn't the case. We saw and heard it from Messi's words. He came to Barcelona willing to take a 50% pay cut and he wanted to stay, of course. He he did. We, we all saw him crying. I have to say the most painful goodbye in terms of football that I ever seen in my life. It was just a tragedy and it's really a shame because I think that it reflects the nature of the, the past few years for Barcelona. 
as a whole. We had the upsetting defeats in the Champions League, sure. But we also had Dani Alves leaving through the back door. We had Valdez leaving through through the back door, too. And thankfully, Iniesta and Xavi had respectful departure. But overall, the whole disappointment has been a constant for us Barcelona fans. And of course, the, the non-Barcelona fans, other fans from other clubs, and journalists aren't going to understand the situation because, okay, you're a Barcelona fan, one of the biggest clubs in the world, the most successful club of the past 15 years in the sport. So what you are complaining, you're acting spoiled. But we know that it's not that simple, guys. I still remember saying many times on social media that the 2015 uh, treble was the worst thing that could have happened to Barcelona and people were losing their minds with me just basically saying that I'm really talking out of, you know, man. <laughs> really, I I think that was really the turning point for everything, really. But we all know that it is the truth because the, the treble guaranteed that Bartomeu stayed for six years and what he did, the amateurish way that he managed the club was simply mind-boggling. And one thing that I want to kind of go on a, on a tangent here to comment this, I read an article this week by Simon Cooper, he's an outstanding journalist, about he is actually writing a book about Barcelona and he, of course he wrote a lot of a lot of great things about the club but he ended up actually researching the downfall at the club to to add to his book so he was expecting to write a more positive book so in the end he actually he also covered the, our downfall so yeah by all means i absolutely want to read this book it's not out yet as far as i know he said that Bartomeu met the Dortmund delegates right after Neymar was sold to negotiate for Usman Dembele. And Bartomeu offered 80 million euros up front for Dembele. And the Dortmund delegates simply, simply got up and started to leave. And then Bartomeu to simply, because he was absolutely desperate to make signings after Neymar left, he basically offered almost double of the 80 million that he was originally planning to have for. And of course, Dort Dortmund took that deal and we know what happened. We got an injured play a prone player that will likely never deliver or, uh, on our expectations. And I think this, this little story illustrates the major point that Bartomeu is absolutely incompetent. He didn't know anything about anything that he was doing he was completely incompetent and his incompetence has really doomed us as a club as a whole to to actually suffer a few years uh, due to financial and sporting difficulties too this is all really sad as much as i would like to to believe that that Bartomeu was a was a plant from Real Madrid or something like that no guys it's not the case really it was just Bartomeu being incompetent, really, really. So, continuing, yeah, so the Messi departure, as I said, Laporta could have done things better. But aside from that, there was a lot of opportunism coming from Messi's exit, too. We had met the many of the newspapers that supported the whole Sandro Rossell and Bartomeu all throughout these years while they destroyed the club basically prize but they were they were accomplices on facilitating this because they 
always turned a blind eye to all of the bad things that Jose and Bartomeu were doing when they were in charge of Barcelona and that we cannot forget so it's really embarrassing to see okay no not, okay now we are sad that Messi is leaving but just please guys forget that we played a part on this so yeah this is the this was another big problem of the Bartomeu reign the lack of accountability the media didn't hold Bartomeu accountable for anything and of course, due to the pandemic, the fans couldn't hold him accountable either at the, at the camp, though, which is just awful to simply recall that Messi had to had to leave the club without a full camp note to say goodbye to him, and that is absolutely absolutely catastrophic but i think yeah messi will come back one day we are going to throw a massive goodbye party to him a massive uh, something worthy of him maybe naming the camp new after him maybe a big statue something like that because messi is simply unique and i think that many many of the fans that aren't barcelona fans will never understand the link that we have with messi and that's okay i think it's a, a real privilege a real privilege that we have had over the the past 15 years to have messi with us it was uh, the opportunity of a lifetime and i think that we should be really really thankful that it happened you know like that thing oh don't uh, smile because it happened etc etc I, I, I don't really like to say cliche things like this but it really applies in case of Messi and many people on social media were also being opportunists by saying that Messi if he loved Barcelona so much he could have played for free but it doesn't work like that La Liga has rules against this kind of thing and if a player had a contract before and he signs a new one with the club reducing his wages he, the, the wages cannot be reduced below 50 percent why is this mechanism implemented it's, it's to avoid kind of back uh, backroom deals like okay so let's say that a wealthy owner buys a La Liga club and the La Liga club is in financial difficulties but he keeps signing players and for he keeps renewing players for low, low for lower wages than before and paying them outside of the club and this is the kind of mechanism that that is used to simply block this I'm not blaming La Liga for this but I'm blaming Javier Tebas for a lot more because Javier Tebas uh, is the is the president of La Liga and he basically came out during Laporta's press conference to make tweets and Messi's departure too to make tweets like the the deal that cost Leo and stupid stuff like that and basically he basically confessed to bla to blackmailing Laporta that if Laporta took the La Liga CVC deal Messi could stay and Tebas was the same guy that was saying for over a month that he wasn't going to make any exceptions for Messi not not because he's Messi in Barcelona and then he goes there and basically confesses on Twitter that he actually started to to push uh, Laporta and Barcelona to accept this CVC deal which is awful because you you're basically selling 10% of La Liga for decades and for little money and we know that a year is a long time in football. Imagine imagine 40, 50 years. So it was a ridiculous deal from the start. And both Barcelona and Madrid are going to sue CVC and Tebas for asking for explanations on what is this deal. And it, it's really, 
Spain is really complicated and honestly the politics that plays in each of the two biggest clubs in the country is is ridiculous but it's part of the reality of being a Real Madrid and a Barcelona fan. We will never be able to to escape this. One thing too that I want to mention is the disappointment with players like Untiti, Jordi Alba, Sergio Roberto, Pjanic and others because not only they refuse to take a pay cut, these guys they even refuse to sit down with the club and renegotiate their contracts when they know that the club is in, in an awful state. And of course, many people will say, but Hafa, uh, they are professionals, they have their lives. And would you take a pay cut if it was for the club? Yeah, of course I would because I'm a Barca fan, but these these guys aren't. They are, they are professionals. And okay, I don't think that these these arguments are wrong. Absolutely not. But even so... They know that Bartomeu basically gave them massive, sprawling contracts way above their own value. And honestly, it's it. I don't think that they should take a pay cut. At the, at the same time, I think that they should have, which basically just shows what a difficult situation it is. And it was really refreshing. It, it, it even made me happy to see uh, Samuel Untiti booed at the, the Camp Nou for the Juan Gamper trophy. And... I think it worked because we are we already seen rumors that he's going to to leave to to Nice or Monaco in France or perhaps Besiktas in Turkey. So, yeah, we we fans we have a voice that is a lot more powerful than we think. think. So, continuing with the financial consequences of Messi leaving, and the big one here is that it's going to cost Barca a lot. Of money in brand value. We already have had reports that, that Barca will lose over 100 million euros in terms of brand value now that Messi is gone. And this is normal. Messi is one of the greatest, uh, if uh, he is the greatest footballer of all time. And his marketing value and impact is simply invaluable for any club. Just imagine what he's going to do at PSG. So it's frustrating. And not only that, but there are estimations that. Barca will lose almost 20 million on match days and over 40 million in sales of shirts and merchandise too. And of course, Barca are also going to lose over 70 million euros in business revenue because Messi is a big draw for any sponsor because any sponsor that sponsors Barcelona consequently sponsors Messi, then they can make use of Messi's image. And this is the kind of thing that is invaluable too. And we have already seen some reports, not exactly reliable, but I think it's going to happen that Hakuten and Beko, which are the two main shirt sponsors, are going to be sitting down with Barcelona and ask for explanations on why Messi left. And perhaps they're going to try and renegotiate their deals too. And of course, the, the main sponsorship of Rakuten might be renewed, they might continue sponsoring the shirt, or they might not, we don't have enough clarity on that too. So yeah, the amount of difficulties that Messi leaving does uh, to Barcelona is a lot more than just losing the greatest of all time for what he does on pitch. The, the impact on our finances are massive. And one thing that I found very interesting too, is that there's a guy, I actually forgot his name right now, so you, you can just see how unknown he, he is, but he is an expert in, basic, in basically sports law in Spain, and he had been saying 
for months now that Messi was never going to stay at Barcelona because of the financial difficulties. And it happened. He was proven right and he was abused by Barcelona fans on social media for a long time and he was proven right. So this guy, he came out in the, in the recent days and he said that Barca needs to recoup at least 144 million euros in capital gains and savings uh, in terms of wages to actually be able to register the new signing. So we might actually begin La Liga without being able to register Emerson, Eric Garcia, Aguero and Depay. So yeah, just when you think that things are bad, they start to get worse. <laughs> it's just mind-boggling, guys. And of course, it's now almost 1.4 billion in debt to that value is also it's also increasing which just makes this tougher to to digest of course aside from that the whole financial blame lies with Bartomeu as I ranted for for a long time now so in terms of sporting consequences I've been reflecting on this and I don't I must confess that I don't know the exact answer of to what, as to what is going to happen in the upcoming season. I think that the reality uh, in the in the post-Messi world for Barcelona on pitch is going to be really tough because if Koeman couldn't win the league with Messi, we imagine without him. Simple as that, and Koeman didn't manage to win a single big match aside from that one against, away against Juventus for the Champions League group stage. So... Yeah, I really don't have high hopes for the season. Of course, I'm going to watch. Of course, I'm going to keep commenting. But in terms of expectations, I think it's better to have none. Much like uh, it's basically the tactic that I've been doing to movies and TV shows too. I don't have any expectations. And then I research a little bit about them. And okay, I started to watch it. And oh, this one is really good. And the surprise just makes it better. So... My, this is my plan for the season. No expectations and anything good that happens is going to come as a surprise. So things aren't going to be as bad as expected, I think. Of course, we had the news of Aguero's uh, injury. He's going to be out for at least 10 weeks. And honestly, that was the biggest problem with Aguero signing, which I mentioned before. Uh, his fitness has always been a problem throughout his whole career. He lost a lot of matches playing for Manchester City too because of injuries. So we have a big problem on that. And without Messi, we're going to focus a lot more on La Masia, which means that Ansu Fati and Pedri renewals have to be the biggest priority here. And of course, not only them, you have also Alex Colado, you have the Gavi, who is absolutely incredible coming through. And many and Balde to Alejandro Balde too. So many, many La Masia players with a lot of potential coming through. And I think that they can step up and play a big role, much like it happened in Van Gaal's second term at the beginning of the of the century when he in his second term here at the club. So aside from that, I think that there's a possibility that many of the players that used to hide behind Messi are going to start to stepping up without him and they're going to perform better. But I think that I'm being a little bit blindly optimistic to even imagine that. But fingers crossed, maybe it will work. And of course, we have Griezmann too. I think that Griezmann is, will benefit the most from Messi's exit. He, he plays in a similar 
part of the pitch that Messi played. So he's going to have a lot more freedom. He's going to have a free role. And maybe he will surprise us a lot. And this is something... I think this is one of the few things that I think are going to definitely happen this upcoming season. And of course, to cap things off, I want to comment on Messi going to PSG. It's not official as of now when I'm recording this, but it's going to be official soon. So let's just get this over with and comment it. So first of all, I'm sure that many of you remember that back in 2017, I wrote a very controversial article for a big Manchester City website advocating for Messi's departure to Manchester City. And really, the biggest controversy I, I have ever been involved in as a football pundit, for sure. And honestly, I, I stood by that at the time, and I never regretted those words, but it was four years ago, very different things. And of course, the, the prospect of Messi going to Manchester City last year to last August was something that I really supported too, and... This is because I think that if Messi is to leave when the club was simply being destroyed and sabotaged, and we know that the current state of the club is just a reflection of what I had been talking about since 2015. So regarding this, uh, I wanted Messi to challenge himself if he leaves. To, I, I never believed the kind of thing that he needs to prove himself in another league. Absolutely not. That is complete rubbish. But I really... I always thought that Messi's legacy would actually become even more uh, big, uh, bigger and powerful if he had played in the Premier League because people say that Messi would, str would struggle in the, the Premier League and that is absolutely ridiculous. We very well know that. And a 34-year-old Messi would absolutely be no, no difference. He would never struggle there. And people would learn to appreciate Messi even more. He would have a shot at winning even more golden balls too. This is the kind of thing that really I thought that could benefit Messi as a whole. Because Messi can, cannot just stick around and waste his best final years with Barcelona. That was the argument that I wrote in 2017. And of course, we know what happened. So aside from this, just to be clear, uh, after Messi didn't leave the city last year, I really thought that he was going to stay forever and basically finish his career here. He would have scored over 700 goals, official goals for Barcelona. He would have made over 900 uh, appearances for the club, maybe even get to 1,000. And I really believe that Messi can play until he's four years old because uh, the, his ability and his, uh, and his football IQ will remain unchanged. It will only get better with age. The only thing that he has, he has obviously lost over the years is his explosiveness, but his ability to dribble and to create chances and his passing, his finishing, everything has stayed impeccable. So this brings me to Messi to PSG. I think that if... I know this is going to be controversial, but if Messi had gone to Real Madrid, I would have gotten less uh, upset than Messi going to PSG. And I know this is outrageous. M many people, many of you are going to disagree with this, but let me explain myself. I really think that the uh, that the, the French league, the Farmers League, as I often call it, or the, the quality of the league is absolutely... Uh, 
below Messi's standards. Messi is bigger than PSG. Messi is bigger than League One as a whole. So he's wasting his final years there in terms of playing domestically. He's going to compete in cups and in a league that are below his best abilities. It would have been the case of Messi going to play in in the in a league in Argentina or the MLS. It, but the difference is that PSG plays in the Champions League and of course they have many star players, many expensive players. Aside from this, of course, PSG are simply a Qatar vanity project. They have bought the World Cup that's going to happen next year. They, they bought uh, PSG just as a, a distraction, of course, and they own being sports too. But overall, it's just, uh, it's just a club that was was funded was founded in 1970 so they they barely have 50 years and this is really the kind of thing that is really below Messi and I think that he knows this honestly he knows that PSG are nothing but I also think that this is a, con a conscious choice by Messi because Mercer City didn't move for him, which was a big disappointment. I, they are going really all out for for Kane and the train has passed for Messi. They, this seemed clear to me. So PSG was unfortunately in terms of overall squad quality, the best option for Messi. I think that Messi chose PSG because he's going to be playing with many of his friends like Paredes and Neymar, which really counts a lot for him. Either we like it or not, but not only that, but Messi will be able to only focus on the on performing his best in the in his final watch, which will likely be his final World Cup next year, and he's going to be f fully focused on the Champions League. He said it on his goodbye press conference that his focus is winning another Champions League. He he simply cannot forget that and. Interesting that he mentioned that Barcelona were really close to winning another three Champions Leagues and this really hurt him, which he means obviously the 2010 against Inter, 2012 against Chelsea and 2019 against Liverpool. And I think that uh, we all well, we all think that if Messi had, uh, if Barca had beaten those teams, they would have won the final. Yeah, absolutely so. It hurt Messi as much as as us, and he's very competitive. So I think that he simply wants to sit back in the league and in the cup, and just stat pad his trophy list a little bit with a few relevant cup and league and league titles in France, much like Daniel Alves did before he moved to do greater things again. So I'm not I'm not blaming Messi for this. Absolutely not. Just don't don't take this the wrong way. Personally, I won't be watching any matches, uh, many PSG matches. I will continue to root uh, to actually be against them in every single match with Messi or without Messi. That doesn't change one bit for me. It's it's really, I think it really reflects the, the sorry state of football nowadays that M Messi leaves Barca and he ended up going to a club like PSG and some people will say, but Rafa, you like Manchester City. Uh, what is the difference? First of all, Manchester City is a century-old club. They have a lot of tradition. They have a lot of tradition. They, of course, they they had bad patches like going to the second or third division, but they have a name. They they do a lot for the local community in Manchester. They absorbed the core that made Barca so successful, which was Chiki and Soriano, and their approach to football is very similar to Barca. Uh, their 
they don't simply buy the world's best players as as to as in a vanity project and everything they they focus on the football side of things which is a very different uh, way of the way that Qatar uh, acted towards the world cup by simply buying it and same with PSG when they march close too so basically this is uh, of course Manchester City uh, greatness uh, and their their power there is a lot due to their money absolutely but PSG are only money don't they don't have any soul this is my honest thoughts on PSG and why I think it's a bad idea for Messi to go there and of course just to cap things off guys I, I just hope that Barca has a, a better season that than I expect absolutely the club needs to continue competing but we need to and this is a warning but we need to get used to the club's new reality Barca won't be that club that wins two out of every three La Ligas uh, every three years. That's not going to be happening anymore. I don't think that Barca will be a contender for the Champions League for a very long time. So basically, I think that Barca is going to win a league or two ever, every far, four or five years. And maybe sometimes a good run to the semifinals of the Champions League or something like that. But it's going to take time for Laporta to rebuild the club. It's a lot of debt to pay back. And of course, we had the Camp Nou reforms, which were supposed to, to begin uh, years ago, but didn't because Bartomeu simply ruined everything. So basically, Laporta is left with a club in a very difficult state financially, in a, with a stadium that really needs a reform and that the club doesn't have any money. And they need to renegotiate with many sponsors, which their contracts are running out. Many players are earning a lot more than they should have. The wage bill is massive. So we need to understand the current situation of, of the club and adequate our expectations properly. This is something that I really want to insist because Barca has always been a club that is in constant state of chaos. The Messi era had some had some bad bad defeats and of course the many bad other bad things like the club being criminally condemned for the Neymar signing like tax evasion and whatnot but overall the club has always has always been messy messy in a way that is not good so we had of course the 70s which Cruyff came and won the league for the first time in a long time the 80s were absolutely calamitous for Barca aside from a league title and, and a run to the European Cup final, which was awful against Estella. So, yeah, overall, just many bad things. Yeah, so it's not easy. And we need to recognize that the the whole the whole apparatus that surrounds Barcelona is very chaotic. You have the media, which, mele which misleads the club's members uh, into voting for wrong candidates. And, of course, the... The Barca members have shown time and time again that they are not sensible. So a lot of difficult has always been surrounded the, the club. And I think that that is never going to change because it is the nature of Barcelona as a whole. So let us hope for the best, but always have expectations according to the current situation. See you guys on social media. Take care.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.